Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about something important to every business, metrics. Specifically, the metrics, numbers, data, whatever you call it, that you chart to give you a glimpse of your business reality. When you work for a giant corporation, there's a wealth of data and statistics at your disposal. When you're a business of one, you still have a lot of metrics available to you, but which ones really matter? It can be hard to say, and depending on who you listen to, you might just pick the wrong one. In today's episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm exploring a new way to approach metrics as I rebuild my business. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 630. It is amazing how fast time flies. It's been almost a month since I left the orange retail job, and I am forgetting so much. I'm glad that I wrote some things down, but I also don't feel the urgency and intensity of the job as much as I did even a week ago. With all my energy focused on rebuilding Chris Martin Studios, the only reminders of where I've been are the pains in my body. And I suppose that's a good thing because I'm looking forward to the future. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about something that is important to every business, metrics. Specifically, the metrics, numbers, the data, whatever you call it, that you chart in order to give you a glimpse of your business reality. Maybe it's followers on social media, likes, comments, engagement, listens, streams, downloads, unsubscribes, subscribes, perhaps it's revenue, profit, cash flow, churn, burn, number of discovery calls, ratio of yeses to noes, productivity, quantity, quality. I mean, <laughs> so many. As business owners, we are inundated with data, and it's amazing how wrong we get it. Occasionally at the retail job, my schedule provided me the opportunity to attend either the morning or evening staff meeting. And every meeting gave a snapshot of where the company was at and what was important to the managers. Things like the amount of products sold and where the store was at regarding goals. And those coveted customer service statistics based upon surveys. And every time I heard these surveys statistics, I had a funny feeling. And I wanted to ask a ton of questions. How do we know these numbers are an actual representation of reality? Are these real-time numbers or aggregated over a certain period of time? Do angry customers tend to fill out surveys more than happy customers? Do they factor in the entire store or just one experience that a customer had? Why do we make broad decisions from a single snapshot? It's like judging an entire two-hour film which has roughly 172,800 frames based upon a random selection of one frame. See, I can make up numbers too. (laughs) Not wanting to cause trouble, I kept quiet. I did my part. But on the floor, I kept asking myself questions. Does my effort even make a difference? If I have a bad day, is it going to drive these numbers down? Does a positive experience even matter? Or are the negative experiences overwhelmingly represented because less people take surveys when they had a positive experience? Think about it. As a customer of a store, when do you decide to fill out a survey? Was it when, you know, your food sucked and it was cold? 
and you want to let them know how angry you are? Or is it because that chicken sandwich was mind-blowing and amazing? Again, when you work for a giant corporation, this unlimited treasure trove of data and statistics available at a manager's disposal can do one of two things. It can either build the staff up and help them feel like their job matters, or you drive them into the ground as you try to get an increase in percentage points. Again, I'm not a manager, so I don't really know, <laughs> but, but it seems to me how you respond to data matters. And as a small business, while I don't have access to an overwhelmingly amount of real-time data, I do have data. And in order to understand how to use it, I need to give myself an important reality check. And it's this. The metrics I choose to measure and monitor my business will never give a full picture of reality. So in this episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to explore five questions that I can ask, you can ask, as you choose which metrics to measure what matters to both you and your business. So the first question is this, what metrics are available to me? Just start making a list of all of the metrics and percentages and statistics available to you. Do you have a website? You have statistics on your server. Do you have Google Analytics installed? More metrics. Are you doing an email newsletter? You can get subscribes, unsubscribes, all of that stuff. On social media, again, tons of metrics. Do you have QuickBooks? Or maybe you keep track of your revenues and expenses in Excel like I do. Those are metrics as well. All of your tax data from the start of your business, that's metrics. Make a list of everything available to you. And again, it's going to be objective numbers, but don't forget those subjective metrics as well. Like, how do I feel about my business in this point of time? That's a metric. And if you've been keeping track of that over a period of time, again, more data for you. The second question to ask is this, what is the frequency and duration of this metric? When you have a subjective metric, like how I feel about my business, Again, it might be like an angry customer where it's like, yeah, I feel bad about my business today. And maybe, you know, the last time you took note of that was two years ago. The frequency and duration of this metric is not really stable. It's at your whims. It's subjective. But when you have something like Google Analytics, every time someone hits your website, it creates a metric. And so you have real-time data available to you. And you can change how you see that data based upon real-time minutes, hours, months, weeks. You, you can zoom in or zoom out as you see fit. Same with email marketing statistics. And it's important to understand that when you have that wide range of frequency and duration, you can actually interpret it a lot more than if you don't measure it as often the third question, how far can I zoom out to see the shift over a longer period of time? It can be so easy, and I'm going to use Google Analytics as an example, to get addicted to real-time data. But really, it's more interesting to see the trends over a longer period of time. So 
if I know that I did a, a different marketing outreach in January and I want to see how that performed over January, February, and March, and it's October, you know, go back to January, February, and March and look at it in monthly segments. And then you can start seeing trends. Trends are a lot different than those real-time numbers. The fourth question to ask, what area of my business does this metric address? And notice that I said area and not areas, because when we start looking for a metric that addresses every possible area of my business, we're looking for a magic bullet metric that doesn't exist. And so always connect the metric to what it's measuring. So for example, what does revenue connect to? Does it connect to the health of your business? Does it just connect to what you've been paid for? Make that connection. Fifth and finally, when analyzing the metric and comparing it to my feelings about how things are going, what do I discover? To me, this is the most interesting question because it brings a sense of discovery. It brings a sense of the bridging of objective and subjective. Because I can make decisions based upon metrics, but I also make them based upon my feelings. A good example of this is recently I was putting together my taxes for 2021. And when I finished my revenue report, I was blown away because I felt that 2021 was a shitty year. But my revenue said otherwise. It was actually the third best year of my business. And that was mind-blowing. And so that disconnect between the metric and my feeling, I really had to think twice about what I was reacting to. Now, I could be doing this all wrong. I am obviously not a data expert. I've never taken a stats class. I suck at math. But I do think that relationship between the subjective and objective, the feelings and the numbers, is good for people who aren't data experts. There's going to be a gap between reality and feelings. So when you discover that gap, what would be a better reflection of reality? Would a cash flow report be better? Or are you just going to get depressed when you're in a famine? Maybe we don't need to be obsessed with metrics as much as we are. I don't know, but I do need to remember that metrics are never going to give a full picture of reality. So when I'm measuring something and see a, 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 something that I don't like, like unsubscribes or, you know, this podcast episode has less listens than another, maybe I shouldn't get so emotionally attached. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.